0: Welcome back to Lucifer's Lair. On this week's episode, we are going to dive into our second part with Zen talking about witchcraft and magic in this episode it's gonna be wonderful our interview with zen just keeps getting better and better but before we start that i wanted to let y'all know that i did start a patreon so if you are interested in this podcast and you want to keep supporting it and seeing us out here doing the damn thing uh give us a follow i think subscription that's it that's the word uh subscribe to us on patreon it's on my personal patreon it's Patreon com slash Lucifer official. That's L-U-C-Y-F-E-R official. And it's only $3 a month to support the podcast. So if you want to head on over there and give me a little bit of love, I would super appreciate it. We also will have Patreon exclusive episodes on there as well. So you will get a bunch of goodies when you sign up. And there's other tiers that you could check out as well if you're interested in all the other things that I do. And now on to the episode. Have a good time. Bye-bye. Let's start diving into the magic of it. Let's start diving into theories and things like that. Um, but let's start with the veil, because that's something a lot of witches talk yep. about. Um, yeah. T- tell me about it. I, like, I know about it, but, like, I want to hear what you know about it.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. I um I think, especially, like, when I started listening um, to your podcast I was very interested because you have a very special relationship with the veil Mm -hmm. not a lot of people get to pass through it and then come back Mm -hmm. you get to pass through it you don't get to come back a lot of the times (laughs) um so the what what a lot of people um are talking about really when we're talking about the veil is sort of that in between space between our reality as we're experiencing it and um the beyond something mm-hmm. different um a different reality that uh we experience differently so um this the idea of like a, the, a venn diagram is great um because it illustrates that you know we have these yes. sort of yeah exactly we have the, <laughs> we have these sort of um differing existences different perceptions and realities and sometimes they get close enough to cross so the space in between those two circles is this veil Mm -hmm. um is is what we would call the the veil and it gets thinner um sometimes and sometimes people are just more perceptive of it can can see a little bit clearer through it yeah um and i would say that like my relationship with it is that i can just see through it a little bit better um but there are people people who experience like paranormal type of uh things they are experiencing when that veil Mm -hmm. gets a little too close and crosses over um and there are places that harbor a lot of energy and that's why the veil tends to get a little bit thinner there. Um, and there are places where you're just at the right place at the right time and they cross. (laughs) So, um, and that's what I would say that people typically experience when, when they are having paranormal, um, activity or experiences is just when that veil is getting a little too close to our reality and our perception of what we're living now.
0: So with these like, um, this Venn diagram in the last podcast that I had, I talked about how some of them uh, may be dead people that were a part of our timeline. And some of these paranormal experiences may just be two timelines or two realities that are just touching each other. What do you think of that theory that I've been running on?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So definitely, um, we, we know that everything has, uh, energy. Mm -hmm. We know that. Yeah. Um, it, it's very provable. It's it's very acknowledged. We we all have um, energy. Everything has energy. And energy can neither be created nor destroyed. So it has to go somewhere. Well, it's um, like when we and- first
0: chatted, we were talking about, like, so- when you're able to, like, walk into a room and, like, read the room and like feel the energy you walk in you're like oh something happened there's tension or you walk in and it's like oh it's a party everyone's vibing like there's that energy you're able to read a room like we we do that just as a survival thing in our day-to-day lives of just being able to understand the situation of what's going on so of course like when we take it and we're like this energy and just expand it even further than that that's what we mean by energy it's the vibe it's being able to read a room like that kind of thing but expanding it going further with it yeah
1: absolutely everyone has experienced um the heebie-jeebies or getting creeped Mm -hmm. out or um that even the feeling of like falling in love or being Mm -hmm. attracted to somebody these are all energies that we experience all of all of the time Mm -hmm. um so I think that, you know, when we're talking about these different types of realities, um, the world and how we know it holds these different energies. And I kind of think about it like um, that energy is just sort of traveling a little too far outside of its circle, outside of its circle, and that it sort of pushes up against that veil um and while i believe that a lot of times those paranormal experiences might be again people that have existed um i think it's just sort of the manifestation of the energy that was held there by Mm -hmm. something someone um either in a different time or um that you know we have that isn't close to us in history or sometime recent um it's just sort of that manifestation of that that energy um so i definitely believe that there are different different i think that time is all wibbly wobbly i should say that <laughs> time is all wibbly wobbly and it we we try to confine it in this very linear um very linear idea when that's not really what time is yeah so things that we're experiencing in our our world, our th- that we know, our perception, um, could be quite different than um, just something on a different axis. Time being experienced on a different axis, and sometimes they'll sort of hit and cross over. So that's that's kind of my idea about it. Have you by chance been watching
0: Loki recently mm-hmm. f- on Disney Plus?
1: I haven't. Okay, I not is as- here. <laughs> I hear it's good. I've seen the Tom Hiddleston thing where he's like on his knees. And I was like, <laughs> Tom. <laughs> no, that's my like like, first time. But other than that, I have not. Seen
0: it. Well, it's it, it. Watch it, and maybe we'll we'll do a follow up of what you think because um there's a part that's in it um where oh I'm hearing echoes. Hold on, what's going on?
1: Wait,
0: oh, here. hold on. Can you hear me? Are we a little frozen? Apparently we are I can frozen. Hear you. But you You're can hear me. The video you know. Okay, no worries. I'll just keep I chatting. Can... Okay, cool. Um yeah, so in In Loki there's a thing called the TVA and basically it's it's these group of people that run the main timeline. And if anybody goes outside mm-hmm. of the main ideal timeline, then um they 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 have to be basically taken out that timeline and and the timeline needs to be fixed because things just keep happening where it's creating a bunch of alternate timelines what do you think of that
1: oh okay very interesting yeah it's like stabling the
0: timeline is like their thing that they're trying to do
1: yeah absolutely i do believe that there is sort of this um while i don't believe that the universe has any type of plan necessarily Um, or an end goal. Because I feel like if there's a plan, there's an end goal. I don't really Mm -hmm. think that's kind of how it works. But I do believe in this idea of, like, balance. Yeah. Of if something is knocked off kilter, it has to be fixed. And I think that is why we experience some of the things that we do. Um, I know that you've talked about sort of, like, this idea of, like, the reality hopping. Yes. I feel like those types of things, or the mandala effect. Mm-hmm. These things are, I think, all the the result of something being knocked off kilter and the universe trying to get it to shift back, if that makes any sense.
0: <laughs> no, that totally makes sense. Well, and it goes into, like, time, what you were saying, being wibbly-wobbly, um, and that it's yeah. just, like, it's so incredibly fragile that we don't know if, like, we make one decision and then another version of us is doing a completely different decision that we would have made in that moment there's a strong possibility that there's mm-hmm. all these alternative timelines or even a timeline that's going on where you're not even in it yeah yeah well i know um when, when we first chatted I mean... we brought up the the egg theory um which is one of my yes! favorite theories um and if y'all uh, if y'all don't <laughs> know about it i mean just youtube it um, just the egg theory, it will come up. It's like a little space video with like a little egg in it. But let's talk about egg theory a bit because this kind of does play into yes. it with time. Um do, do you do you wanna mm-hmm. explain it? Go for it.
1: <laughs> sure, sure, yeah, no problem. Um so what really interested me um within the egg theory and to, to for to TLDR it. The egg theory (laughs) is basically referring to the idea that when you pass on from what you are experiencing right now, you get reincarnated kind of into the body of everyone else that you've ever experienced. So that's every person you've met, every person you haven't met every person um, in the world that's ever existed and once you've done that yeah absolutely on uh, yes yes and that's that should be made like a clear distinction that's in the past that's in the future that's right now it you as soon as you you've experienced everyone else's experience you become it says you know, in the a in the theory, um, a god. And yes. what I think of as uh, a god is really just a very well-fed energy. Somebody who has lived a lot and has been um, energetically, like, filled, basically. Yeah. Um, to to have experienced all of these different types of things. Um, so after you've experienced every everyone and everything, you get to rest. You get to sort of ascend, basically. Yeah. Um, and I think it's really interesting because a lot of religions have this same idea, the same idea of um of reincarnation, of experiencing different um, you know, people who you've met, who you mm-hmm. haven't, that type of thing. Yeah. And one of the things that I really like about the egg theory is it causes people to think about how they're treating other people because one day you might be on the other end yes exactly you might be that person and um if you are a a horrible person and you treat people very poorly you will have to come back and experience how you treated that person poorly Mm-hmm. And I think that is um the idea I know we talked you've talked about it before of like the idea of like heaven and hell. Yes. I think that while hell isn't like a physical physical plane, yeah. if you were a nasty evil person mm-hmm. and you would have to come back and then experience those things that you did to people, I think that's hell. That could definitely be a version of hell for sure. For you to have to, absolutely, yeah. So, um, that's what fascinates me most about the egg theory is the idea that the way that I'm treating people now is how I'm basically treating myself. How am I? How am I treating me? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's really. Special and interesting (laughs) well yeah and it and it
0: pulls in that religions all religions at the end of the day are all preaching the same thing and all these theories at the end of the day are all basically saying the same thing of you know in christianity it's treat others the way you want to be treated but it's that same exact thing where it's just like just be who you wish people would be to you like I don't know how else to explain it, but the way that it's said is just treat others the way you want to be treated. I feel like that's the easiest way to put it.
1: It really is. That is the the easiest way to put it. And we have these, um, the same ideas that Mm -hmm. different religions just try to explain differently, use different words for, label them different The practices are the same. The words are different. Different. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, the this one of the things that is sort of pretty much common in all in all religion is this this kindness this -hmm. this kindness to other beings um and to our world um and i think that the only thing that changes throughout religions is why why we should be kind to to others um in christianity it's because Uh, we're sinning against God if we if we if we don't um in the egg theory we're sinning against ourselves yeah we're being cruel to ourselves um when with my with my dad he's he's Buddhist Mm -hmm. and the reason why you uh the main thing with Buddhism is that is uh, suffering it revolves ar- around suffering how suffering is inevitable everybody suffers how do we help people that are suffering basically yeah and um the idea is to follow the eightfold path and um accept and move past suffering mm-hmm. um and I-, I remember when he when he was talking telling me about why he's vegetarian um as, as a Buddhist, why he's vegetarian. And he said, well, if I, if I kill the animal and the animal is feeling fear when I kill the animal and then I eat the animal, I am fear. All I'm made up of is fear.
0: Wow.
1: I've caused suffering to another animal and I'm consuming that. Therefore I am suffering. I am fear. And I remember being like, wow, that's, I've never heard that perspective, yeah, before, because um, it was a very spiritual perspective. A lot of times, you the um, the reasons are for um, health reasons or for the environment, environmental reasons, that sort of thing. But I had never heard it in a spiritual type of um, explanation before. Yeah, so it's very interesting. Um, but you but yeah, the we're we're all try we're all trying to come up with different words for the same idea, and the only thing that differs is why we do it, yeah, um, and I think the reason why I moved moved on from Christianity was because I didn't like the reason why I was I loved being kind to others. I loved that rule that that golden rule, yeah, but I didn't. Co- connect with the reason why I was treating yeah. others. Yeah, and the, like good, the way other you know? religions
0: explain it, where it's like, uh, for some religions, it's karma. For a lot of pagan yeah. religions, it's threefold law. And it all comes from like right. the the source of why it's bad is it because god said so is it because i said so is it because the universe said so is it because my mom said so you know like it's just it comes from where do you get your motivation from to be a good person it doesn't matter where you get it from as long as you are a good person and that's what religion's basically are saying at the end of the day, if we were to summarize religions, God forbid, but, like, summarize it at the end of the day, it's just, be nice. Yeah. 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 However you want to do that, just be kind. kind. Yes, exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I also think that, like, the... When it comes to that, like, different, different types of religions um they like affect you personally different yeah. like differently so while while the the core of the religion will be like for example in christianity like y- be nice yeah. um because if you're not you're sinning against god mm-hmm. and i think that mentality affects people differently so while yes. it is it's good that you are a good person the reason why might affect you negatively yeah
0: or um, how you treat people that's a lot of
1: uh
0: feel yeah because yeah. in especially in christianity and like you know no no Indeed. shade <laughs> we we both are raised in christian no and we are both no longer christian people But it definitely, you do see it in the Christian community where it's like, oh, be kind, but only if they believe in God, you know, and then there, then there becomes clauses and it's like, wait a second, wait a second. (laughs) I thought it was just to, you know, anybody else. And it's like, well, but if they don't believe what I believe, then they're wrong. It's like, that's not the quote. (laughs) Mary, you've gone too far left.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I agree absolutely. I think the reason why I trans transitioned out of Christianity is um for for many reasons, but one of the reasons was is it was like I felt that my acceptance is, their their acceptance of me was extremely conditional. Yeah. It was extremely conditional, and if I did not behave in a certain way, um, that that would be revoked. Yeah. That, that sort of um, love and acceptance would be taken away. And I didn't think that uh, that was very, very fair. Um, mm-hmm. And I had to, it kind of came to this like crossroads of, of, I felt more like I was performing. Yeah, I was acting um, to to be accepted and to experience that unconditional love. When in reality, I could experience that sort of unconditional love within a a different religion um, or a different practice. Yeah. So I think that's like the number one reason why I left, at least, is because I loved I loved faith. I loved it but I hated the organized religion of it all,
0: you know? <laughs> yeah, no, I 100% get it. And that is also a very similar reason as to why I left the church as well and kind of seeing what I would call, and for other people, it's not the same thing, but for me, it was just like cracks in the wall that I was like, ah, I'm not here for this. I'm gonna go find something that just kind of fits me a little bit better. So what is it that you ended up going to? What What is it that you practice now?
1: yeah yeah so i'm a pagan um very broadly pagan um and i think what drew me towards being pagan is that um it affirmed a lot of the experiences that i was having so my experiences with energy my experience with nature um it all sort of started falling into place of things that i had already experienced and one of the things that i really loved about it especially when combining witchcraft into into paganism is mm-hmm. that it's very you centered
0: yes and
1: i think a lot of the times that can be misconstrued as like selfish or um uppity or that that type of thing but i i felt like i wasn't taking care of myself exactly i wasn't I wasn't taking care of myself. I wasn't. You were doing um, things for other people, whether it be God or whatever,
0: instead of doing things for you.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And the thing I realized was that like, you know, I'm right now, this is just the vessel that I'm in. And really I'm just taking care of the energy that's Mm -hmm. in this vessel. So Mm -hmm. how do I take care of, How do I take care of that person? How do I take care of that energy rather than trying to make the vessel perform in ways that will get outward validation? Well, in like, Um, one thing... I also joined paganism... Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you. I know we're, like, off
0: by, like, five seconds in the whole conversation. But, um, one thing to think... Oh, fuck, what was I going to say? Ah! Oh, shit. No, it was so good. And then it literally just left my brain. Um, oh, oh, right. Okay. So um, one thing to think about, and this might seem bizarre to some people, but it's like, we know that we are the only real thing we know is 100% real. Now, I'm not saying necessarily like, we don't know if God's real. It's like, we don't even really know if grass is real. But I know that I'm physically <laughs> here and I know what I see and what I perceive and I'm going to just take care of that regardless of what's happening outside of me, outside of my body. I know what's going on with me is real. So I'm going to just handle that. I don't I don't want to deal with everybody else's shit. I don't want to deal with, like, making sure Jenny down the street is also a Christian so she goes to the same place as me, you know, like... I'm like, I take yeah. care of me because I know that that is the one thing I can depend on and that I will always have forever. Jenny is going to move in like three years. Who cares? I'm with me forever. Right. And it's like, yeah, it's it's the one permanent thing that we have. And that's why for me, why I ended up leaving uh, Christianity is, and actually the, the witchcraft that I do is different than yours, but... I do satanic witchcraft, which is really looks selfish to people on the outside because it's very much um, right, yeah. preaching, you know, I am my own god. And I'm not saying I am a god, but I'm saying I mm-hmm. am my own god of my world and my universe. i am going to make sure I'm taken care of, but I'm not going to disrespect people along the way because they are their own gods and I need to respect them as such as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I I absolutely agree. Yeah, no, it's the it's the same idea. Um, as far as like the you are your own god. Um, I think so. In the paganism that I practice, we sort of it sort of divides thing things into like um a feminine energy and a masculine energy. And mm-hmm. I think that in Christianity, those two were seen as you either are one or the other. Yeah. And in paganism, it says you are both. Yeah. Or neither. Mm-hmm. And you can exist in these sort of blurry lines mm-hmm. between the two, and you can tap into d- different different energies, um, masculine, feminine, something else. It can. <laughs> I, I felt like it was more. More affirming, first of all, more affirming as like, you know, a a person who um, is, you know, LGBTQ plus, um, it's definitely more affirming because it explains in a spiritual way that you, like you, you have this, this, um, you have those different energies already. Within you. Yes. And both, both of them yes and um whether it be sexuality or identity or whatever yes yes absolutely and I think another thing was that it made me feel small in a Mm -hmm. very good way I really liked how both of them are like like you said this is the the only thing that we can prove is that you're experiencing what you are right now Exactly. That's the that's the only thing you you can prove. So just focus on that. Just yeah. just focus on that. I also really enjoy how it asks you to look within yourself. Um yeah. a lot of a lot of witches will know shadow work and how important it is and how mm-hmm. um how deep it gets and how you really are just trying to heal yourself. Yeah, You're just trying to to, to heal that, that energy and to help guide that energy. Um, I, I love um, talking about satanic witchcraft with you. I yes. think it's so interesting. <laughs> I think it's so cool. Um, so I know that my practice sort of revolves around, um, can involve like different sort of deity figures. Yeah. So personally, I work with Artemis um, lovely, lovely. And really, I only work with Artemis because they were the first entity that came to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's that's why. But um, I think of that as just like a, a um, you know, in the egg theory, we talk about people like the experience you have to experience everyone. Yeah. I just think that Artemis is the name of the energy that experienced enough things to become a little bit more wise on the yes! whole matter of the beyond well, and, and that's even how i world. feel about death yeah. too where it's like death is more than
0: just like what we are it's it's yeah lived so much longer than us and it's it's so much more than us being like it's just another person it's so not it is energies yeah. co- like compounded onto energies onto energies onto so many things that we Mm -hmm. can't even comprehend it's so beyond us right right yeah Yeah.
1: no absolutely i i absolutely i i loved hearing your experience with this sort of death the entity (laughs) um i absolutely agree like just with my experience with things beyond the veil um, I absolutely agree with that. You see what you want to see that will make you m- most comfortable in that time. Yeah. It really is just an energy to help you t- transition. Um, that it's, um, I-, I I totally understand why you came in. And we talked a little bit about this where you, like I-, I said, it doesn't, surprise me that when you came back you don't remember a lot of the conversations that were had between you and this sort of it's just entity. too much to comprehend
0: um, because yeah. there
1: are just too much to comprehend there really aren't any words and also there are just things that we're not supposed to know until we fully moved on there exactly. are exactly things that we are not supposed to be able to put into words until we experience it. Well in a lot of these experiences um, with
0: just anything, whether you think about it of like people beyond or energies beyond or deities or or paranormal experience even like there's some things that are just unexplainable and if you try to explain it it, you just can't and like another point that i've made before with these entities and energies and whatever um we as humans love to humanize them but now with meeting them and talking with them i'm like that's kind of insulting because they aren't like us you know like they are so so much more and they can do so much more and they can comprehend so much more that us being like, yeah, we look exactly like this ethereal being. I'm just like, how? Like, we are not the end game here. We are
1: so far from it. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I definitely agree. We do have to sort of, I mean, humans do this with very simple things like us finding um you know when we look at clouds cloud gazing and we yeah. see certain shapes or we look at um, like popcorn ceilings and we see faces yeah um we are trying to our brain is trying to make sense of what we're taking in so yeah. the, so the first thing that it's going to go to is another human being and something that is that looks like us because it's something that we can comprehend easier. exactly but exactly absolutely, it is kind of an insult to these <laughs> ethereal beings and i it I makes it palatable totally recognize that we are looking at yeah. Yes. Yes, absolutely. That's a very good word to use. A very. Yeah. It's how we kind of dumb it down to make it palatable for us so that we don't get overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, even Christianity has this where they kind of tell you that angels look sort of humanoid, <gasps> but then you yes. read the Bible and they're just like spheres with a bunch of eyes and, yeah. giant <laughs> and all of these types of different viewings. And we just kind of, make them cherub-like and, and pretty yeah. because that's palatable for us when really yeah. they're these sort of like enigmas of energy like yeah so definitely we definitely do dumb them down yeah <laughs> it makes sense for us well and it kind of
0: brings into i i know i've I think I've brought this up before. We definitely talked about it when we chatted of just, like, this big puzzle of the universe. Is there mortality to the universe? Like, is there a good and a bad? Is the universe paying attention to us? Or are we just floating on by? Or are we in that egg theory where we're just incubating until we become one of these energies and entities? And why are these energies and entities even talking to us? Why do they care about us if we're just ants on a hill, you know? Like... The puzzle of the universe is so insanely huge, and there's so many things that happen just in this world that we can't comprehend. We can't even comprehend most of the shit that's in the goddamn ocean. Oh, God. Oh, God. The ocean terrifies me. Oh, my God,
1: same. Terrifies me. I... Oh, my goodness. I... It's... It's so funny. Yes. Like, the... We struggle to understand things on our very physical plane. Yeah. So trying to make sense of it all in a spiritual sense is going obviously going to be a lot harder. Um but I do like how um a lot of pagan practices and witchcraft keep you present yes. um and within the realm of things that you can experience. And things um, that you can change and was, you like, have at least some control thing. over right absolutely it keeps you focused on the things that are here and in the now and things that you can change and making the the best of um yes. this physical this physical experience i i heard somebody talk about it um and i wish i could remember their name on social media but they basically said how I look and who I am as like a physical being is really none of my goddamn business. (laughs) It's really none of my business because I am not this. I am the thing that's within me. So this is kind of just sort of situational, but really how can I care for that being within me? How can I make sure that I can just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the outside is really, none of my business. I like to decorate it sometimes. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. But really the thing I want to care for is that being inside. And I think for me, the best way to do that was through my, through being pagan and and practicing witchcraft. I love that. I love
0: that. I know, uh, last time we chatted off air, um, I'm going to pull us back a lot. So don't mind me, but, um i mentioned this in the last episode too or and i thought of it also when you were talking about angels and all that stuff and how in the bible it's written one way but how we actually perceive it is a completely different way and one of those is hell and what hell is and i remember we were chatting about it and i brought it up in my last podcast and i was like i'm not gonna talk about it i'm gonna wait till the next one because you explained it so well of like what hell was described in the Bible versus what we've turned it out to be. So if you would do me the honors, please, of explaining the originations
1: of hell. <laughs> yes. yes, absolutely. It does come in handy to invent a, a Sunday school teacher for a while and getting all the <laughs> questions from, from the little kids. But um, yes, so hell in the Bible, really, we as we took it nowadays is the sort of physical physical plane physical realm um that um, we go to if we're bad if we're naughty after um, we pass when yes. really that we know that translating <laughs> yeah. We know that translating a super old text like that, there are going to be some things that are lost in translation. Uh-huh. And one of those things was the the actual description of hell. Basically, hell wasn't this spiritual realm that we go to and we're naughty. It was a very physical thing. It was a very physical place that you could go that basically was like a landfill <laughs> type of place. Um, and that was what they were describing as this like... Really horrible, horrible place that was hell. Um, not this sort of physical or, sorry, a uh, spiritual place that we go to if we're naughty. It really is. They were just trying to say that you're gonna feel like you are in a dirty, garbage place, yeah, and that is what it's going to feel like. They were really, I think, a lot of times we um take the Bible too literally, um, yes. and we kind of make it like, oh, that's a place where we go. No, that's a ha- that's a thing that we feel. That's yeah. how they were trying to to say we feel. We say things all the time where like, oh, I feel like trash. I feel like garbage today. They yeah. were basically saying, well, if you're bad, you'll feel like garbage. You'll really yeah. rotten and like garbage. And we sort of took that and mixed it up to be this physical place where we're gonna we're gonna go and it's simply not true yeah and people with like wasn't what that what they were trying to get at at all exactly and people with
0: NDE experiences will often talk about how you know I went to hell I saw it I I saw hell I was there and I thought about like my NDE experience and I talked about this in the last episode where Maybe what I did experience is what other people would call hell where for a while I did just have like nightmare loops and there was some horrible things that were happening to me. And this was mostly when I was in my coma. I wasn't necessarily dead. I was just in my coma experiencing these things. But somebody might turn around and be like, that is hell. You went to hell. You were being tortured and and, and then you got pulled out of it. But like it also could just be a nightmare because I was on fentanyl like it, it could be anything yeah. um and another way that I explained it is it's like imagine if because a lot of the things that I visited was what I believe was other realities and other timelines and I got to kind of jump into those and and see what was going on there and the way that I best could explain it was imagine being in 2005 and you go to sleep and you wake up mid 2020 you would think you're in hell too. Like, you'd be like, what the fuck is going on? It's not necessarily that it's hell. It's just somebody else's reality that's happening in in that instance specifically. Or it's just a nightmare or it's just the drugs or it's just, I don't know, anything else. It's like some people might totally describe that as hell. For me, I was just like, Mm -hmm. "Ah, that was just not very fun. I'm sure it has to do with the drugs.
1: (laughs) Yes. Well, and I think there is a distinction to be made that when you were experiencing death, Mm -hmm. that experience was very peaceful. It was only when you were alive um, and in this sort of coma state that you experienced negative things. Yes! And I think that's very telling. I think that's very, very telling of the experience. And that's why I, I think um, people shouldn't necessarily be afraid of death because dying is not Lovely. an unpleasant experience. Um, what, the only time you had sort of these like negative things happening was when you were brought back to life. Yeah. Um, and and you, it... you were alive and... We're
0: on, you know? (laughs) Exactly. And it goes into uh, another theory that I hear that I I love playing around with is um, that we are actually in hell right now. The experience in life That we're currently experiencing Is hell We already lived a life We are now in hell We're in the bad place If you've watched The Good Place Like We are in the bad place This is why (laughs) And the Yeah And like That's why Like sometimes I think about it Where I'm like Fuck I really believe that theory sometimes Because I'm like Why do only horrible terrible people Succeed in our world Why are all these horrible terrible things happening Why is there a space race happening And people are still starving What the fuck like we are in hell maybe we're in hell maybe this is it maybe we've already arrived i don't know but at the end of the day it goes back to like with my belief i know what i experience Mm -hmm. and what i need so i'ma just take care of my shit and the rest of the world Mm -hmm. is gonna be on fire and of course i'm still gonna go out i'm still gonna like riot when i need to riot be an activist when it's like definitely need or just be an activist all the time um constantly fight for other people constantly do the right thing still try to make change in this world where we can but at the end of the day I know Mm -hmm. that I can only vouch for myself and if I die am I happy with what I did while I was here because we might not go anywhere we might just be dirt in the ground yeah we don't know and I don't want to depend on oh, I'm going to go into this oasis when I die because I was a good person. I want to just be like, you know what? I want to make this oasis here in case
1: I die and just go into yeah. the dirt. Absolutely. And uh, two things. One thing is um, this the, the idea like, oh, we just go into the dirt. I think paganism did... I used to be very afraid of death and I still get twinges of it sometimes. But I think it sort of shifted my perspective and it became like, it went from like oh my god i'm going to be dirt in the ground to oh my gosh i'm going to be dirt in the ground yeah i get to be dirt how cool is that and then i'll and turn then into a tree, tree and, and then i'll worm, turn into oxygen and, I get to be... and yeah <laughs> really, like it it sort of shifted that perspective and i think another thing when we when we talk about sort of um activism um in that sort of sense, what really got me into it was this idea, like, of, so you're telling me you're just going to treat somebody different because of the vessel that they're in? And because they have a different perspective? Yes. That's weird. And to this this whole... It it made me, like... It makes me, like, super uncomfortable that it's, like... But they're not that vessel. They are... They're what's in. And I want to... And and their perspective is different. They're sacred. In yeah. a lot of in a lot of religions, like people with different perspective. There are two spirit people, um, you know, that indigenous people will talk about their belief in this, the two spirit um people, they're sacred because they have an other more rare experience. That's to be something to be cherished. It's like you yeah. you have such a different perspective from from mine um a, a th- that i should learn from that i should absolutely learn yes. learn from and to to make it harder for them to experience things um as as a as an energy just because of the way that their vessel is yes. that's a little fucked up all right in the streets all right in the street <laughs> for that. But well, also, it's to have like... Just the same, like you have every right to have every single opportunity to mm-hmm. take care of that person inside that that being inside. Yeah, you, have, you should be able to have every single opportunity without worry that your physical vessel is going to be in danger. Exactly, or, you know, Unhoused or starving, like exactly that you no that don't sit right with me. That's right, <laughs> pop off, pop off, let's go. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, and I think that's yeah. Um, it's a good it's a good segue to kind of talk about the differences between. America and New Zealand. <gasps> yes, um, perfect. Yes, let's
0: get a- into it. Wait, before we get into the political stuff, though, before we dive into that, yes. the one thing I want to talk about because it's still spiritual um, yes. a- 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 vibes is t- you yes. told me the graveyards are different in America versus New Zealand. And I think we should start there and then we'll just pop off because after
1: that, it's going to be a rant Absolutely. and we know it. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, absolutely. So, one of the things that I noticed um with my mom actually was that our gr- like the graveyards were different vibes. And um I think if you're a spiritual person, you know that graveyards hold a lot of energy. Um and in America, when I would pass pass graveyards, um and I I still do this. I always I do a couple of things. I turn down the music that I'm listening to. Um I turn it all the way, like, turn it off, really. Um, part of that is because I use it as a very small ritual to acknowledge and have a moment of silence for people who don't get visitors anymore, who Yeah, are, uh, you know, either their lineage has died off or they don't get visitors. I turn it off um, to sort of acknowledge them and um, give them a moment of silence uh, for that. And then yeah. another reason is because... In America, the chattering was so loud. It was, it well, was, explain like, what you mean by just that. talking, um, and it wasn't just, yeah, so, so, basically, since I have, you know, not my, not my words, but it is my voice, it felt like a bunch of different me's in my head were just all trying to talk at once, and it, it's very Whenever you're in, They're like, American graveyards, you like, can hear, too much you, you yeah. can like hear them yes yeah so i can hear them and i can't really make out what anybody's saying because they're all talking at once but it's just chatter it's just this constant sort of like buzzing static noise yeah that i hear and a lot of the times it's worry i can't oh. hear what they're saying but i can feel the emotion the yeah and it just kind of feels like yeah exactly like you were if you were pacing back and forth worrying a bunch yeah it like that and i you know it, it was a lot and then when i moved to new zealand um we had this graveyard that was you know probably about like two miles away from my house and mm-hmm. we'd have to pass it um we're in a very small town so there's like one road yeah um that you go down that's like a coastal road to get to different places and you have to pass this graveyard And, you know, we, I was in the car with my mom and I was, we went past it and I went to go turn the music down and I did, but I realized that there wasn't any talking. It wasn't this like mind numbing static. It was very peaceful. And I was like, and I just sort of sat back and I kind of looked at my mom and my mom looked at me and it was the Spider-Man meme again. (laughs) And I looked at, I and I said that was pretty quiet, and she was like, "Yeah, that was pretty quiet." We there just got a lot of chatting.
0: Yeah, we just got a question from Daniken. They're they're saying oh, that's really interesting. Is there a different ritual for graveyards out there than there are in America? Do they do it differently out there, and that's why that they're they're more peaceful? Can you go into that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So there is a lot of. Um, differences when it comes to how you handle uh death here and a lot of it is because of the influence of the maori people Mm -hmm. um maori people are the indigenous people that are in new zealand and they um deal with death very differently than in america now the typical sort of funeral that will happen um is basically they you have the body and the body will be occupied um with a certain family member now the family member it depends on like so the my my partner he's um he's maori and his family had a funeral a couple of years ago for his grandmother now it was the job of his father and his mother um to stay with the body so that's sleep eat um, stay next mm-hmm. to the body for three days. Now, that is because they're basically accompanying the spirit and um, into the mm-hmm. afterlife and thanking the vessel. It is a it is a, a very different perspective when it comes to like cherishing the 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 so, vessel. You spend time because that's the the house that that held that person for for so long. So you want to thank that that mm-hmm. vessel um and cherish them so that makes me um, want to a ask amount of time so oh sorry <laughs>
0: i know we're off weird no. um it makes me no. want to ask though so they have to be with the body after it's passed for these so many days um how do they preserve the body are you just sitting by a freezer the whole time like how does this work yeah
1: yeah so um there are a lot of different um preservation methods one of the biggest one is going to be to um to oh my gosh basically they embalm boom mm-hmm. got it embalm they embalm body is. <laughs> um but there are sometimes yeah there it is um but traditionally that's not really a th- thing um you you do stay next to the body you keep the body very clean the body is cleaned um but I think that one of the things that is um different is we have a perception that the body like rots really quickly Mm -hmm. um and that it needs to be taken away immediately to sort of avoid that decay yeah um when that's not really the case it does take a much longer time for a body to um, to decompose then we believe. So there are um, methods of preserving the body that aren't incredibly invasive um, mm-hmm. or not as invasive that will preserve the body for the amount of time. Another thing is that it's a closed casket instead of an open one. Traditionally, it would be an open casket, oh. but there is the option where if you don't want to embalm the body where it's just a closed casket and you spend time with the body that way. Um, to avoid any sort of of the, the the very natural but sometimes jarring process of decomposition.
0: Wow. That's beautiful. And it's, it's sad that, you know, in America, most people that are listening are from America and understand that it's like when people die, we're like, ah, don't talk about it. Put, put them in the ground and, and let's just, let's pretend it didn't happen. Like we're very against like appreciating death. We're like, oh, that happened. And now I'm going to bottle this. Just bottle it up right away. And that's something that especially with this podcast that I'm trying to like pull out of people where it's like we should be talking about death. You should have a will. I don't care how old you are. You should have a will. You should know what you want done with your body. You should know um, you should have plans. You should prepare for people in your life to pass. Like it's not a morbid thing to think about and to plan it's actually very important because like what you're saying it's like american graveyards are apparently very loud because i'm sure they don't feel like they're at rest that they they got their closure when in new zealand it sounds like these spirits and these bodies and these energies and these entities or however you want to describe it like gets that moment to be like Thank you for being here. We love you. We care about you. We know it's going to be okay. When like when you're talking about in your experience with talking with people's grandmas and it's like, "Hey, I just want them to know it's okay. Yeah. I want them to know that I'm fine." It's like if if we gave people in America that opportunity to sit with their loved one and be like, "I know it's okay. And I know that you're fine yeah. and I know that you're going you, you're passing on and you're moving into the next whatever that might be, and that's okay." Mm-hmm we need to work on that a lot more as a country plus a lot of other things.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think a, a big reason is that one of the things that I hear from people, um, especially when talking to to grandmas who have passed on is that that idea of um, I didn't get to say goodbye or mm. I didn't, you know, I didn't get to, to spend mm. time. And I think that when you spend time with the body, it um and this comes from being able to hear your loved ones after they they've passed on that time is for you yeah they are already w- having a good time yeah. they are fine they they are good yeah. they are okay um they they acknowledge you they see you they love you they've said goodbye whether you can hear it or not um that time with the body is for you, and it's to sort of kickstart that healing, because yeah. you want to be able to say goodbye. You want to be able to to see them one last time and to to hold them. Yeah, and that is very important um for our healing, because um, they're okay. But for our healing, yes, it's, it's very good to be able to to spend time yes. with with them one last time, and I think. Um, yeah, here in New Zealand, they they definitely acknowledge that a little bit more. Um, and are, it's more about a celebration of the, the vessel rather than mourning the loss of a person. It's yeah. more of like, I, I know you've said it before, um, in your podcast, I think the last episode where it's, you had this sort of like the jealousy a little bit of like the people yes. who have passed, passed on. Oh my um, god, yes, and it's so it, hard to explain yeah, that yeah. to so people. Been... <laughs> yeah, the jealousy is is totally valid because they're really okay. Like they are they're absolutely yes. fine. So you get to instead of trying to make yourself feel sad about mm-hmm. it, you get to celebrate them moving yes! on and being at peace and yes! celebrating their transition. Um, it's yeah. It's more of like a you go you. You did it. You had this the one. You had this wonderful life. You had a life. You got to yes. experience, and now you get to go on to something that's so much better. Yes. Congratulations, and, and I love that. And it's so hard. <laughs> it's so
0: hard to talk about this to the public, and even like right now in this moment because. People then assume when I say stuff like this, they're like, I'm pro unaliving yourself. And like, that came up as a big thing Mm. on TikTok where people are like, well, now I feel more comfortable with this decision that I'm in the process of making. And I'm like, no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. Like, I, I may be jealous of death and I'm very you know wrong word to use excited um when people Mm -hmm. do pass on for them but i'm not saying that you should it's more of like when your time comes your time will come however that may be but even though i'm Mm -hmm. jealous of it i'm still i'm not ready to die and i know that about myself it's like i'm excited to whenever that day comes but I know that I'm not ready and that I just have more to do, whatever that may be. And that comes back to, like, is there mortality in the universe? Does me being here even matter or not? I don't know. But, again, also going back to what we were talking about, it's the only thing I do know is what I have here and what I have right now. And if I do unalive myself because I want to be in this death because I'm so jealous of it... I may just go into the dirt. There may not be anything else. There may not be more. But I know that what I have here and right now is is true, is fact, and I can try to change this space that I'm in to be what I want it to be because even though I feel this way about death, that doesn't mean that I fully believe it either.
1: Right, right. No, and that's, that's absolutely true. There is a lot of, I think, you know, especially for me, like, there is the this feeling of, like, well, I could be totally wrong. I could just not uh, experience this. You know, like, the, this could be a total fluke, one-off. I could be very well wrong. And that might be, that might be. But I think a big thing to, to... Acknowledge is that ye- this is the in the reality that we're currently experiencing. This is your one opportunity to experience it. How this vessel will experience it? Yes, because exactly, if you go into uh, another another sort of uh, vessel or a different reality or dirt in the ground, this is it. Yeah, this vessel is the the one time you're you're going to be housed. This is your you know. This is a very um, one-time thing, yeah. uh, as far as you being housed in this very specific perception. So take the opportunity to learn from it, yeah. um, to to grow. And it is definitely hard sometimes. Um, I think that you know this this is the hard work, and yeah. we get to we get to to be free of it in whatever sense that is, either yeah. dirt in the ground. Dirt in the ground doesn't have to work 40 hours a week, right? Yeah. So, you know, like, be excited. Be excited for it. Don't let it be scary. But also, don't let yourself um, go too soon. You yes. might have another experience waiting around the corner that could change your perception exactly. and could make the being here better. Exactly,
0: yeah. exactly. And it was, it's so tough when... I first started this whole thing because I'm like, I don't know how to talk about death in a positive way where people are going to also, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Absorb it in a positive way as well. Um, So that's why, like, I want to open up these conversations with people like you and like other people I've been chatting with and just my experience where it's like, we don't have to make it this big, scary thing. We just need to be aware Mm -hmm. of it and respect it and understand it. Maybe not fully understand it, but respect it for sure. (laughs) Hey, friends, that is the end of episode two. Well... Part two <laughs> with Zen. Thank you so much for listening and hanging out with me. Remember that we do have a Patreon now, so if you want to throw me a little bit of money to keep this ball rolling and this podcast alive, I would super appreciate it. It's patreon.com slash LuciferOfficial. It's only three bucks a month to support the podcast, but I also have other tiers as well if you want to support any of the other ventures that I'm on. And I hope to see you there. And part three of this episode is actually going to be an exclusive. Patreon-only episode, so if you want to hear the rest of this conversation, you can only hear it on Patreon, and what we go into is basically talking about politics a little bit, New Zealand versus the U.S. We talk about what it was like being in New Zealand during the pandemic and during COVID versus what we did here in the U.S., specifically in Colorado, where I'm at, and then also talking about wonderful places in New Zealand to explore if you do ever plan to travel there once we're alone allowed to. If you're in the U.S., you still can't. (laughs) But one day we can all dream and we can all go and hang out with Zen in the beautiful land of the Kiwis. So I hope to see you over on Patreon. I hope you are enjoying this podcast as much as I love making it. And I will see you next time. (laughs) Bye-bye!